Right, we're not going to do this the same as we do the normal podcast, so uh, right. we need to find a way of opening it. Um, we should maybe roll for initiative or something. Yeah, let me get my dice, dice. that I bought today. Oh no. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering what this is, uh, Ben, give the dice a rattle anyway. <laughs> this is Glitch Free Gaming reporting live from UK Games Expo. Uh, it's Mike, you know me normally from the podcast, and... Uh, here at UK Games Expo, we've got Ben, who is the editor-in-chief of the website. Yep. See, I got it right this You time. got it this time, yep. <laughs> and uh, friend of the show, Stephen, is with us as well. Stephen, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. So, um, yeah, we thought we'd uh, just do, you know, like a, a post-day roundup of what we did and things we've seen at the first day of UK Games Expo here in Birmingham. And, um, yeah, we th- should we maybe have a, a little discussion of what happened on the way down so we were meant oh, to come yeah. here for the press event we were meant to come down and see that so Ben do you want to yeah so we left in a good timely fashion yeah um and Stephen cursed it he did he yes did. I, I did <laughs> nothing of the sort he said we're off to the perfect start Mr oh we'll just take my car yeah. it's just been serviced and then what do you need um, so we got what was it an hour down the road yeah, uh, an hour and a half Gretna Gretna not even an hour and a half when the light turned on <laughs> I mean yes. yeah there was a light that came on that we ignored for a short period of time shall we say uh, before pulling over in Gretna and opening the bonnet to find the fan belt in the car broken uh phone call to the A and a couple of hours later we were back on our way but we didn't completely miss the press event no no we caught the last 15 minutes 15, of it minutes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least we were able to pick up our passes and stuff so that today yeah. we kind of wedged it in and got yeah. on with it so. so what we did last night is we went in we got the, the press passes and things and we'd seen a couple of people and spoke to them um, but we're going to see them more in depth I think tomorrow at one point Yeah. so we can we can talk about them later on yeah. I think um, but uh, yeah so we came back here and we went through all the emails and kind of made a just a quick list of people we want to go and see and things so one of the ones that we went to go and see early this morning was uh, the company and I forget the company's name we're just following here uh, sensible object yeah that's them and uh, they make the the beasts of balance game so this is a game that was came out in kickstarter a little while ago it did really well and it's this really smart game it works with ipads and tablets and things and it's got a base and so the components are this base that connects by bluetooth i think it is yeah bluetooth yep, to your uh, device and then it's got these beautiful Animals and they're they're kind of like a, a soft plastic bin, yeah, yeah, um, and they're cut into different shapes. So you it's it's kind of like um, you know you see those those cartoon drawings of um, animals and they're they're done in like the angular style, mm-hmm. yeah, exaggerated features. Yes, yeah, um, and they're they're done in this angular style, and that what what that does is that gives you edges that you can actually balance them. So the idea of the original game is that you balance these animals on a platform. And you're trying to balance all of the animals that are there, um, and it's a cooperative game. Um, they have now got uh, an expansion that's just finished from Kickstarter, and it turns it into a competitive game. And they're adding cards and more animals and things. And there's different. They, they call them legendary animals. These things are quite cool because what they do is when you play the game, they add 
um, like a mini game element to it. So there's one monster that you or beast that you add to the base, mm-hmm. and uh, so the way the, the game normally works is you scan the the NFC side of it. Mm-hmm. The the machine accepts it, realizes what it is, and adds it into the game. Um, with these legendary creatures, what happens is it accepts it into the game, then it stops. And there's uh, the one that the person was telling us about is that it turns into kind of like a, a driving game. You have to guide, pick up the device and turn it kind of Mario Kart style. I, see, I was going to say Amiibo, like it sounds a lot like... Yeah. Yeah, or like the Toys to Life stuff. Yeah, so it's basically, it is the, the, the Toys to Life thing, except you're actually they're doing something with them. You're stacking them on top of each other. Yeah. Um, I really like this game. I th- I'm trying to fight the urge to actually go and buy physical copies of it because they, they do have it there. Yeah. Ben, you were very impressed by this as well. I was. Because of the combination of the technology and the board game aspect of it, um, Like my kids would absolutely love this. The, the whole kind of social play around an iPad is very difficult to do. The only thing that I remember playing in the past is Bamfu. Right. Where everybody sat around the iPad and you're all trying to do something yes. on it at the mm-hmm. same time. Or the Bluetooth dice that we reviewed for the site yeah. as well. When we played the Rina Canizia game. Yeah, that, that, see... It's a really that neat just, idea. That, yeah, unfortunately that dice just seemed to not really get any traction. It, yeah, um, whereas this, it's the the, the iPad or the, the tablet that you're using, it's just a, a secondary thing to yeah. the game. It's mm-hmm. not the part you yeah. know it, it supplements it yes yeah. yeah um yeah because i mean if you're sitting with kids around the table you could literally just put this tower and the animals on and play a game without even having to use the ipad yes just the fun of trying to stack these animals yeah. awkwardly on top of each other is is fun in itself yeah and um, but the ipad or whichever tablet you used uh, complemented it really well with this um, I especially like the animals are all kind of set to categories and you play as either earth, air or sea. Yes. And the animals all fit into those categories, but you don't have to use the animal that's in your category. So I think the example was you were the earth yes. and, you, and you put the shark on and the shark changed into something else. Yes, yes. So the, the you can pick up any animal and it doesn't have to be, you know, because you see you pick the the sea ones. Mm. Um, it modifies them slightly and so that the shark ended up with um, it had yeah, yeah. but it, yeah, it wasn't like a pair of human legs or anything. It, it's like it like kind four-legged of legged shark. Turned into like a bear shark. Yes, thing. Yeah. yeah. Land shark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's too, that's, <laughs> you probably don't want one of those. That's too crazy. <laughs> the, yeah, um, but you can also power up the animals as well. Yes, if they got to a certain score. I think it was twenty points. Then they evolved. They, they evolved. Into, yeah, into kind of more Pokemon like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think she said there was over two hundred combinations possibilities yeah. of. Yes, yeah, so what she was talking about there mm-hmm. is that you there's these little artifacts within the game, and they look like you know the, these big long crosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, or big long X's and yeah. what you do with these is you pick one up and in the same way you stack the animals on top of each other you stack one of these up and you what you have to do is you wait so on the screen is it's kind of like a little fairy a bit like twi- fly or something, a bit, yeah. a bit like uh, Twinkle from uh, Legend of Zelda you know this oh no, yeah yeah thing Navi, that, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, he floats between all the different animals that have been stacked and that are in the game. Mm-hmm. And when you play the cross, 
you can wait until you see the one that you want and he hangs floats over him for a little while so you play your cross then right. and it selects that animal okay. it's then also going to select a random animal uh-huh. and cross them and put them together the, the, and, the, and you create a so if yeah. you end up with a, like yeah like a, a shark and a bear yeah. you've got the shark and the bear and it does it then makes bear shark right Okay. Okay. And but the thing is, you get bear shark because you're the one that played it. Yep. But my bear and Ben shark still belong They're to still us. There, yeah. Right. So I, it doesn't take them, squish them together, and give them all to it's, you. It's like a weird fusion kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. It, it 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 really sounds like they've they've taken a a look at stuff like Skylanders, Skylanders Turbo yeah. Charge, and went right. What what are the lessons we can learn from this? And, yeah. But basically. And add stuff to it. Yeah. But the, the whole core of this thing is a stacking game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, and what they've done is the, so, you know, looking at Skylanders and looking at all these games, again, that's supplemental. Yeah. And it just yeah. fleshes it out. Um, and the games don't last too long. I haven't played, and we never got a chance to see the, the cooperative game, because well, obviously, they're, you know, they're pushing that, the, look, you know the cooperative game, you've heard about it, you've seen it, it's available to buy on Amazon and all of this. This is the new mode. Check out the new hotness, basically. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was very cool. It was very cool indeed. Um, it doesn't come in at a cheap price point. No, it doesn't. So the the, the whole game at the moment is, um, they're selling them right now and you can pick them up on Amazon for £69. <coughs> yeah. It's slightly cheaper here at the Expo. Yeah, you, so for basically the same amount of eight pounds. <laughs> no, for, the, for basically for the same money, the sixty-nine pounds, you can get the base set and the one expansion, the legendary yeah. monster that already exists. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, I am, I am rather tempted. Thank De- you in the yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, so yeah. Depending on what else we see here when we're here, and you know what else, if I buy anything else, I may not buy anything else and just say, look, I'm going to get that one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know it's a game that I can take to our game days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quick, easy game, mm-hmm. cooperative fun. And then when you know I, I go and visit Ben and, and Ben's family, they are gonna the just kids, fall yeah, in love, love with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not just tablets you can hook it up to, phones as well. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Um, so said, we, they said any smart device, so I kind of took that as tablets yeah. and phones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she said, you know, definitely phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only difference is the screen's a little bit smaller. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've got the iPhone 10, so the screen is a little bit be- bigger, so that should be okay with that. Yeah, phablets. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, and I, I think the, the visual style of the app even complimented the game very well. Yes, yeah, so it's this, um, so uh, you can see the kind of a picture of the, you know, the whole base thing is this white. um, Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then they've got these animals that they stack in front of it, Mm -hmm. and if you look at the, for those (laughs) making good radio here, um, I've handed Stephen the the pamphlet that we've got, and you can see the artwork. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of that is the the artwork of the app and the game, mm-hmm. um, and it just works really well. But we saw something else when we were yeah, with those guys as well. So they had a they had a second game that they were they were showing off, and it's it's another cool use of technology. And I might mess with some people here by saying, Alexa, play when in Rome. Oh, <laughs> and that is how you start this game, this second game from them. They've got when in Rome, uh, and the 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 board part of it is a map of the yeah, world yeah it's basically it's an old school it's an old school 
travel trivia board yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and it looks kind of retro. They've got the kind of retro pieces. They look Monopoly esque. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. showed us. But the the biggest thing is that it's powered by Alexa. Is it just me or is Alexa now becoming a platform for the uh, these kinds of things? I heard they're doing. Um, they have various games. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have quite a lot of games that you can play with Alexa. Yeah, but this is the first board game. Yeah. So it, what, I, yeah. what I got from them was that they actually got a bit of funding from Amazon yeah. to work on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they so said it was Amazon fast tracked. Yeah, which is kind of like. Steam Greenlight. Steam Greenlight and uh, what's uh, Square Enix's one that they have the uh, the, the independent one that they yeah, have as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, but they also said so. It's travel trivia, and you're asking questions about places all around the world. But they actually went and got people from these places mm-hmm. to provide the questions and the answers, didn't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. So they've got, they've gone and done global research. For the question and answers for this quiz, and all the, all those vo- vocal elements are are comes through the Alexa mm-hmm. when you're playing this. So, yeah, it 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 sounds really interesting. I don't think we have an Alexa within Glitch Free Gaming to, no. <laughs> to try this out. Yes, yeah, so which we, is a kind of <laughs> stumbling block for this game. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that stuff's becoming more and more like it's it's either Alexa or Google Home now. That's yeah. that's. The, the one of the two home products you've got these days. So, yeah. Um, did they mention maybe porting it to, or it, does it sound like it's Amazon exclusive? It sounds like it's Amazon yeah. exclusive because they've worked yeah. with Amazon. Yeah. So we would we had a conversation with them as well, and we asked them, you know, what's the what's the genesis? What's the the idea? Is are you focusing on games that you want to play in you know your living room or your dining room with families? And they said, yeah, that's we're we're looking at items that are around your house and the, the whole genesis of the company is that they'll look and see what you have in your house mm-hmm. and how they can use that mm-hmm. because it, it's something you're familiar with mm-hmm. and the idea is that you can pick this up and then add it to their product mm-hmm. and play a game and you know it takes away that whole you know we've all done it we've taken a game of a game of pandemic out and with friends and they've all went oh what's this yeah. um, but whereas if you've got something an element that's familiar to them so that you know um, I think we've all played a game called Five Minute Dungeon Dungeon, mm-hmm. which uses your phone as a timer mm-hmm. the minute you bring that out and you say this is going to keep score for uh, time for us and it's going to do this it's got funny voices and things like that people kind of automatically relax Yeah, and these guys have obviously picked up on it um, yeah. and yeah, it, that, that was a, a, an interesting conversation to have with them as well mm-hmm. and um, yeah, puts me in mind of like family quiz night or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like seems like there are a range of. You know, we n- we never really in, in reinvent the wheel, do we? We just go around, and it is coming mm. back to this whole thing where uh, the, the kind of the European style of you know in Germany every uh, every Sunday is, is family game day, and yeah. they play games, and that's why you know the biggest board gaming convention is. Essenspiel um, in Germany mm-hmm. um, that still exists uh, it seems like the rest of the world is coming back around to it as well yeah. talking of good uses of technology Stephen you went and saw an app I did yeah um, 
given that I'm some kind of vector, infection vector <laughs> for RPGs for this group, um, I, I went to see um, the, the, the lead designer for Ultimate Games Master, uh, the Ultimate Games Master app, a um, guy called Justin Hazeman, um, who chatted me through um, what he was looking to do with role-playing. Um, he spoke a lot about how there's tons of books, tons of bit of paper, lots of stuff you got to keep track of, um, and there are a lot of services online now where you can bring people in to play games over the internet mm-hmm. or keep track of your adventures or player characters, NPCs, yeah. that kind of thing. Things like Roll20. Roll20, Obsidian Portal, um, there are others. Um, but it's all disparate and no one service does everything yeah. and it's, it's kind of a hassle. So his idea with the app is laptops, tablets, phones, all that kind of stuff, you can... Uh, as a GM, store campaign notes, um, store character sheets, mm-hmm. um, manage elements of your game, build maps, and as players, you can participate in the game, keep track of stuff on character yeah. sheets, that kind of thing. Um, it's it, it, it. He really wants to bring lots of these really useful tools together under under one roof, right? Um, and and make it work, maybe in a way that we. I get the impression lots of people have tried to do it before, yeah. uh-huh. um, but this seems like a really good execution of it. Right. So how how far is he in his application? Um, so they have um, almost a finished product. I think they're looking for late this year for general release. Right. Okay. Um, so is he? Is it just coming out, or are they doing one of these crowdfundings? Or um, oh, that's a good question. And not in my notes. <laughs> um, so I mean, I'm obviously quite interested in this because we've been we've been trying out some role playing group campaigns mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, one of which we've alluded to just at the beginning of the podcast is the Spider Man Games Elite Dangerous RPG, mm-hmm. which we're going to be checking out tomorrow. So we'll talk about a bit more about that tomorrow. Um, and with that, we've got. There was a lot of table looking up, especially for uh, weapons and fighting. So yeah, like having quick look up stuff on an app, on a on an iPad is definitely a bit quicker than trying to shuffle through a bunch of paper. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or flipping through the pages of core rulebook to find the, the right sort of thing. Especially when you think of the the Kickstarter thing that we've backed, which we were hoping to have picked up at Games Expo this year, but then there was a bit of a delay. The card tables, the card yeah. tables, which are these um, characters, lap, lap characters, for for putting your character sheet on it. And the one I the one I picked up has space for sitting your iPad in it. Yeah, which is ideal for for something like this. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think, you know, I, obviously I didn't come with you and see it. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's nothing new. We've seen this mm. before. Um, uh, who's the guys that own? D&D now is that Wizards of the Coast? Yeah, Wizards of the Coast. So Wizards yeah. of the Coast have this whole thing now where you can go online and you can you can buy, if you already have the manuals, you can buy digital copies of them. Yeah. And yeah. you can go, you know, D&D from first edition right right through to fifth, I think they're at now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I saw so 
you know, that's okay for that platform, that's Dungeons and Dragons covered, it's fine, but if you were playing Elite Dangerous or, you know, Traveller or, or any of these other things, you know, um, it's... I don't know. Um, well, one of the things that he said the they have implemented in the app is that they've got a kind of rules designer kind of set up. So if you're running a D&D game, you can input of any of the five or six editions we're at now, um, you can input the rule set for that and it, it manages attack, mm-hmm. damage, that kind of thing. Um, you could input the rules for, for Elite Dangerous, that kind of thing. Right. So it's, it sounds really flexible like that. Um, the The map building tools sound like a good idea. Um, I don't know how easy they are to use. He did say that someone was able to jump on and build stuff fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the one of the 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 things I hadn't considered is that you can add a spectator mode to the right, app, okay. to the app and allow non-players uh, to view stuff, um, be they in the same room or over Twitch. Or okay. YouTube or something like that. So yeah. you could theoretically stream um, the sh- the display on your tablet plus uh, a video of what's going on in a kind of Twitch over- yeah. Twitch overlay uh, kind of thing. Yeah, I suppose that's keeping up with the times then because we are getting more and more people streaming role playing mm-hmm. through through Twitch and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Usually through the use of Roll Twenty when they're all playing online, but when they when you've got a group that actually sit around a table mm-hmm. and play, it's it's a bit more awkward about how you set up streaming for that. So if if you've got this app that has the story going on it mm-hmm. and a microphone set up in the room mm-hmm. for capturing the audio of everybody talking around it, that, that sounds like it's. A and as a as a as an extra, maybe um, it, having a resource which allows you to keep track of. All of the stuff you have going on in your game, all the characters, the strengths yeah. you play, the, you know, all the stuff the PCs are all about, um, is really handy. Um, it, it, I I need to see more of the implementation in, in order to to say this is really good. Um, they're not going with a hey buy this app and you have all these options right. model. They're going for a subscription based thing. Oh, okay, I I mean the Wizards of Ghost have done that with their app. So yeah, yeah it seems that they're going down a familiar route so yeah I don't I obviously I don't play enough mm-hmm. RPGs or anything to, to go down that route so not yet not yet yes but we'll see how, how we get on so <laughs> should we move on to the something else that we've seen and played as well yeah so we played a game that was one of the first games we saw last year at the expo which was a game called Lander which was mm. a very early prototype last year, but we saw the the art direction that they were looking to go in, and they kind of explained the app, the the, app, the game to us last year, and it sounded really good. And we meant to go back and see them through the whole weekend last last year and didn't, mm-hmm. so we never actually got a shot of it. Uh, since then, the the designers they did put up a version of it privately onto Tabletop Simulator invited me in and I had a one-on-one game with uh, Dan who we met today Mm -hmm. uh, and they haven't brought Lander to the show in the sense that they have a booth but Dan messaged me and said look I'll have the game with me if you guys want a game we'll sit down and do it Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we did and we had had what was the quick 
quote unquote game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was a race to ten points. Yeah. So I think to maybe just try and explain quickly mm-hmm. uh, what the game is, is the the story of the game as you have you're on a mission to Mars and the the plane that you're in crashes, uh, or the lander crashes mm-hmm. and. Uh, killing most of the crew apart from the people that are players mm-hmm. um, and they basically have people under their command and they go off and they split up and they end up you know playing competitively to try and achieve various missions there's mission cards and things that can be played basically it's a it's a riff on Catan yeah Catan's a British even Carcassonne <laughs> I, I, yeah. I saw Car. Yeah, I, I hadn't considered it Catan and Lords of Waterdeep. Right, I I seen um, Carcassonne. I played um, uh, obviously the Star Wars Carcassonne, which is a little bit similar. Um, yeah, it, it's a cross between Carcassonne and uh, Catan. Catan's a, a strong. Yeah, because you're there. placing tiles, and the tiles basically have resources on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the resources they, there's three tiers to each resource there's you know level one, two and three mm-hmm. level one may give you one of the resources or sometimes no resource or up to two yeah. level two can either just be you know a means to an end for you to upgrade to the final amount and not do anything yeah. or it may increase it slightly yeah. and the third upgrade is normally quite a big one mm-hmm. um, so you're you're building these you're controlling these resources you are then um, using these resources to um, recruit crew members upgrade your crew members give them uh, various training and to give them attributes because there's these missions that are around mm-hmm. uh, some you get dealt or some are communal and basically what you're trying to do is achieve these missions and mm-hmm. these accolades and they are worth victory points, yeah. and like Ben alluded to, we're racing to ten. Yeah, in the in the quick quick version of the game, anyway. I think. Yeah. With the longer version, you play for so many rounds, and whoever's got the most yeah. points after that. Um, I think our game lasted four full rounds, four? or just three actually, because no. we we each drew four one. Sounds about right. We each yeah. drew one event. Yes. Did you draw another event after I swapped people around? No. no, no. So it was just—it was the end of by the end of the third round. Yeah, we had finished the game. Mm-hmm. We, which that sounds <coughs> short, but it, yeah, it so, was not. Um, yeah. So Ben, you said you kind of alluded to it as well that the game looks stunning. You've seen it before. Um, these guys have been working on this thing for three and a half years. Yeah. Okay. And you can tell, like it's. it's yeah. Yeah. I, you you can tell as well because. He has this this prototype, and mm-hmm. it comes in this big box. It's not even a shoe box. It's no, it's like a, it's like a gift box. Thing. Yeah, and and he starts pulling cards, and he's like, "Oh, that's for the one expansion. That's for this expansion." And before the guy is surrounded by cards, mm. and these are cards we're not going to use, and we're thinking, right, okay, um, you know, he's the envy of CCG players. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, he then produces this whole load of cards that we're going to play with was, is what they now call the base game mm-hmm. and it had over was it 300 oh I've got the number here actually sorry uh, yeah it's, it was somewhere around 300 he said it and I, I it's 359 cards in the base game 
the base and expansion have 559. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the, these guys and they've they have play tasted, play tasted, play tested it yeah. to death. Yeah. Um, because we played the game afterwards, and you know he'd said to us, "What do you think?" Um, and we, you know, we all kind of said, "Look, it was good. We enjoyed it, but it's one of those that we need to mull over yeah. and things." But one of the things I'd asked the question with the tile placements, um, and I'd felt that there may have been, you know, another way of handling that, another way of playing it. And I'd asked him, you know, have you considered this? Oh yes, we considered that. And he begins to reel off this, you know these experiences that they had with it mm-hmm. and he says not only that but we've tried this 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 and this and he ran through basically every th- every kind of scenario i was thinking to throw him to ask him if they'd done it and yeah. yes they yeah. have they yeah. it, it's been play tested to death um and it, it, the other thing is it's it's not just him and, it, and the co-designer no being friends and any time we'd be like well we, we encountered this when so and so Said this, I, yeah. Said this, so yeah. Yeah, there, there was the story that, that he was telling you, Stephen, about the the um, the guy, one of their players' um, his wife's or yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah, she um, likes to be doing things. Yeah, is maybe the, the diplomatic way to put it. <laughs> um, and it, originally, everyone just performed all their actions in a one and then passed to the next person. Um, and she was watching people just stack actions over and over and over again uh, and she's not able to do anything um, and turned around to them and said I just want to do something now um, which altered the action economy of the game substantially I think for the better yeah I think so Um, so that yeah I I was quite impressed (laughs) with the game and I always try you know it's just a reviewer in us with doing what we've been doing for so long now, I always try and look for something negative, yeah. and I couldn't think, I couldn't really think of something because we just had our head pickled for. It was it was nearly two hours we it played was. that game, and for. it was it was that kind of idea of right. We need to go away and, and digest what we've yes. just done. Mm. But there is there, there's there's a couple of cool wee stories about what happened during. That yes. Oh yeah. 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 Um, where I had an opportunity to. I had a big decision to make when I probably made the wrong one and it ultimately gifted Stephen the game yes. in the next turn. Shot the wrong person. <laughs> but that, I, I should have shot everybody. Should have killed, killed me when you had the chance. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, and one of the... So, you know, one of the negatives of the thing was that the... I've been tweaking this game and they're tweaking it so that it's more interesting for them to play. So, the, you know, the, they keep adding things in within the missions that there's four or five different th- requirements you have to meet within the missions. Mm-hmm. And we kept skipping over what, you know, we'd go, I've completed that mission and he'd lean over and go, no, no, because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just... <laughs> There's, there's so much to keep. There's, there's so much to keep. There's so much bookkeeping of it, and it feels I can understand why they're doing it, and thematically it makes sense. It makes sense mechanically and things, but not everyone is going to play the game as much as they have and will continue to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it feels like every time they, you know, and he told us this every time they play the game, they find something else, mm-hmm. um, and you know, they refine it and make it better, and I. T- I feel that what they should do at one point is just kind of say, right, that's it, and put the game out. 
or, or even this was the idea I thought that they should go make a different game right. go make a different game and put that out and then go back to London so yeah. that they can so that they've got the experience under the belt of actually publishing publishing something seeing something from yeah. start to finish in a short time period like letting it fail even yeah something we were talking about the other day and then going back to this and saying okay with now the experience we've gained from actually running through the full publications system we can now we can now finish this uh, off the, this is absolutely a labour of love and I'd, I'd hate to see it like it fail for whatever reason yes uh, yeah. so uh, you may, maybe going out putting out something smaller getting the experience there they, they sound fairly far along but we'll see yeah but I mean they've got you know when they were saying he's just pulling out all these cards this is for this expansion that's for that and he sh- then he started go- once we understood the game and because we've played it for a little while he then proceeded to explain one of the expansions to us yeah, yeah. I said this is for advanced players and look at this and he's showing us all these cards and I, I I just think what they should do is take take that base game even dial it down a little bit take a couple of cards out and instead of having three expansions have uh, sorry having two expansions have three have four yeah and do you know that we, we've seen it with kick, uh, kickstarters before where they say this is the, the base game there's also this expansion that expansion um but yeah, like you say, I I just I wouldn't like to see it fail for them. Um, yeah. The guy is super passionate about it. Yeah. yeah, but it is that that whole thing about the fact that they've played it, they've played it to death, but they're still enjoying playing it, yes. which is a great thing. <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is, like, it's heavily based on Catan, and I would even say there's some like terraforming Mars elements in there. Yes, yeah. I play Catan maybe once a year. How often do you play terraforming Mars? Yeah, that that's my point. We play yeah. it, you know, two three times a year tops mm. because, and I, I don't even think it's because of, you know, the what we do with you know glitch free gaming. I think, you know, whenever we get together with other people that we play games with, they're the exact same, and yeah. they're not they're not doing reviews. They don't have a podcast. They don't have a website, mm. and it is you know there's so many games and so little time to yeah. play them because mm-hmm. it is a social thing mm-hmm. um, and it is that, that, that thing you come round for a gaming night at least four people someone's going to have a new game yes but then we're going to sit down and play that mm. yeah and you know we're, we're that, all that polite it's like yes it's your turn to get your new game that you paid you know 50, 60 pound for and because the last thing you want to do is spend all that money and then it goes and sits in a shelf yeah without, without getting played um, yeah so it was it was good. Um, yeah. I know they will be listening to us, uh, yeah. and they'll be listening to us. We did. We really enjoyed it. It was just, you yeah. know, that that's basically the kind of the, the the digestion that we got from it, and what we're looking for a negative. That's the negative we think. Yeah. But yeah, we still want to play it again. And I think, I, and I do hope we will see them there next year with a finished with, with a finished yeah. product. Yeah. Yeah. I, I give me a full night's sleep, and I will absolutely want to play that again. Um, it, it was really good. I think we could put it out just now, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's, yeah. it's 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 their project. They're still, they, they they're still working on the artwork. In which, the way they want, th- with the amount of <laughs> the three hundred odd cards, it's going to take them like a year to yes, do all the yeah. artwork for yeah. these cards. So, so. Yeah. So after that, we went for a bit of a wander around, and we went back to. 
Uh, well, we well, before we did that, we went back to Oint Games. I oh, think. So we did. Yeah, so we went back to Oint Games. Um, I'd been to Oint Games early in the morning, and I picked up. We'd rushed enthusiastically. It was the there. first thing he did. Yeah, um, and they only had one new game there for me. Uh, everything else they had there, I already have. Um, some of the games that I was looking for and hoping they would have are still in Japanese only. So understandable why when they bring them out and there's the the uh, Oink Games version of Modern Art which is being licensed solely for Germany and Austria so obviously they couldn't bring it out I thought maybe because it's a convention there may be some sort of loophole but we didn't ask them to be fair we're just yeah. surmising um, so yeah there was only the one game but next to them are really? the to- the Taiwanese board game Directive, I think it stands for TWD, and I always go and see these guys when we're in Essen, and uh, we ended up playing a little game with them. We did, and it was really good. Yeah, so um, it was called Roll Dice and, Fishing, Roll and Catch, Dice Fishing, Roll and Catch. Yes, uh, yeah, Dice Fishing, Roll and Catch. So, does somebody want to quickly run through? Yeah. So you had a, a, a wee kind of screen, which you hid behind. 5d6 yes a d10 and a d20 and a, and a fish card would be out on the table and we'd all be racing to go and fish for this fish uh, it would have a target number that we would need to beat with our dice yep uh, but the thing was we would select how many dice we thought we would need in secret yeah. in secret hold them out blind uh, reveal them and whoever was holding the least dice was kind of a judge of grab their equipment very quickly and run out the door. Yes, got into the pond first, um, yeah. So they got into the pond first and they roll their dice and they see if they score enough to catch the fish. Yeah, if they so do, they catch it. If they don't, then the next person... Yeah, so the, the number that you roll has to be equal to or higher. Yeah. But then there was more fish that came out in the pond that had kind of stricter requirements yes. for what you were rolling. So you would either have to have a certain number on one of the dice or more of the dice. All evens. All evens, no... Dice having the same value, yeah, and um, so it got a little bit trickier, and that's when the D ten and twenty come in. Yes, as they are kind of modifier dice, special dice, and if you use one of those along with your D six, you could either modify the results of dice, uh, re-roll yes. dice, or you could just or use you could the, use the value on the, on the dice itself. So there was a couple of big fish that came out there, and I. I think I was the only one that actually picked up the D20 and said, I'm going to use a number on this. Yes. Because mm. that's that's a 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to use this D20 and a D6 and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, and I think you did that more than once and one of the times you actually failed as yeah, well. Yeah, um, yeah I, that, that's basically it. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of games that are just solely dice rolling yeah yeah. but this has got the it's got the bluffing element yeah. the, the blind the blind, blind bidding, bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's got the you know where you the, the triple action of the the special die mm-hmm. um, and it does it adds enough variability into dice rolling so it doesn't feel just luck you have mm-hmm. just enough control to feel like you have some agency yeah, but well, yeah. You, um, so there was one of the cards where a what was the number that had to the number that had to be hit could have been hit with two dice I can't remember oh it was it was um, there was a seven no it wasn't a seven yes you're right it wasn't it wasn't quite seven it was about nine or something but you had to have a one and a two 
So you needed to use at least three yeah, days, but yeah. you really could have got, only yes. used two. Yeah, I think to get... the, the one was the. I'm, I'm pretty, I think it was like seven, and you had to have two threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like right, okay, you know, there's no way you can't do it with two days. Yeah, it's impossible. You can't even really do it with three. Yes, at yeah. all. <laughs> you could hope. Yeah, um, but it was. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I, it's light. It's really yeah. light. Yeah, like, and and that kind of gets around the whole. Gur dice games. Yeah, kind I, mean, of thing. I mean, the guy was struggling with his son on his knee, trying to explain to us the game, and we were like, "Yeah, it's okay, we got it. Let's go." Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So much so that I I, I bought it there yeah. and then, um, it's, and it's on my list to go back. Yes. As is, yeah, on yeah. mine too. Yeah. Um. And we picked up uh, another a couple of games from there. The other one was a a wrestling game. Yes. So it's a card game with two to five players. And basically, you have a deck of ten cards, and they have various numbers on them. Um, there's a couple of fours, a couple of twos, a two and a half, a three, and I think there's maybe a couple of ones and yeah. things in there as well. And the idea of the game is that uh, at any one point, you will challenge another player, and uh, you will either challenge them based on speed or strength. If you challenge them on strength, then you're playing two cards face down and then you turn them over and whoever has the highest number wins mm-hmm. if it's speed exact same thing but it's whoever has the lowest number mm-hmm. um, so the game is a little bit about bluffing what your card you've got in your hand what you're going to play um, the cards have a, a secondary value on them as well so there's the, the, the strength or the speed value and then there's like a it's almost like a trump value it's like isn't a counter it counter value yeah, yeah. Um, so basically if you are on the losing end of the battle but your opponent used the a card with a certain number this counter value then you win yeah you win yeah. it's basically um, it's like this this card's super move beats that card yes regardless yeah. of yes. The, the, what the outcome was supposed to be frame traps yeah. or something yeah, yeah. so so basically the opponent tried to do a people's elbow on you, but you all rolled out in the round. <laughs> you no sell it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So that adds another sort of level to the mind game element to it. Yes. As well. so yeah. I could play this high number, but he might be playing a card. Which yeah. Could, like, yeah. And then the the other thing that happens as well then is when two people are having a duel or a battle, somebody else interrupts the match. They come sliding in under the the bottom rope with a card, and they throw the card fa- face up and. Yeah. I challenge you, and this is the information is based on because they can see if you lose a card, it gets put in front of you. Mm-hmm. So this is what I've lost. So people can count cards because you've all got the exact same things in your yeah. hand. So when you interrupt the match, it's because you you can read what's in front, and you're playing. I'm going to play a card that's either higher or lower depending on what we what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So if Ben interrupted the match that you and I were having. And he takes me on, and he beats me. Mm-hmm. He stomps me out, he gets me out the ring, and then he proceeds to try and beat you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you—he's uh... got the chair. <laughs> <laughs> My God! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, um... that, you, you should cut promos between the red. Like, <laughs> if that's not in the rules, someone has made a mistake. Yeah, so we we picked that up as well, and we're, we're we'll definitely play that before as well so mm-hmm. looking forward to that uh, I'm just looking at our list to see if there was anything else we uh, we then went to go for lunch and uh, oh we bought some dice 
We bought some dice. Oh, you bought dice. Yes. Yeah, we bought some dice. They're really nice. Well, you actually lucky dipped for some dice. I did, yes. Yeah, so there was a stall and they had these really nice kind of um, dual coloured dice mm. in uh, velvet bags. Yeah. Really nice things. And I was like, can we buy these? No. Um, these are prizes. And I was like, what? He says, no, you pay 50p and they've got this big box mm. um, and it's got a hole cut in the middle and it's full of dice. Yeah. And you have to pay 50p you put your hand in and you're looking for the golden dice and yeah. I, I assume it's just a dice that's spray painted yeah. otherwise you know you'd feel it you yeah. lift it up <laughs> and say like, I've got it yeah. um, I think he said there was, there was about 20 there was like a kind of full set of dice yeah, yeah. golden ones that were inside this box yes. with god knows how many other ones yeah oh there was hundreds, it felt like so, yeah. hundreds of dice um, and so you know the chance of you putting out a gold on are not very good but I have plenty of D6s but so yeah. we were needing other dice for games we're going to play and I, uh, I said like, what do we need and it's like, we need a D20 so you're feeling around and I got two nice dice mm. I didn't yeah. get the golden one um, yeah. but we'll go back yeah because you got to keep the ones that you did pull out yes for your 50p you got you got a dice yes. you didn't know what it was going to be into, unless you could properly feel what it was yeah, yeah. I, I got yeah. one uh, Just, so, Ah, oh, it's a D4. <laughs> it's definitely a D4. So I, I got uh, I got one, and it was uh, just a plain white die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I got one that was uh, actually quite nicely quite coloured. Nice, yeah. yeah, it had a marbled effect. Uh, then we went and bought dice. Then we went and bought actual dice. I, le- I left you to your folly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we bought some dice, and then we went to go and get something to eat. And you lost me. Um, yes. yeah, you know, you turned your back for two yeah. seconds. You were gone. Where'd I would. You go? um, I actually bumped into so on the podcast uh, with Kieran and Paul. I was talking about the our friendly local game store. Yes, and they're actually here. They have a stall set up, and so I bumped into them. We're talking shop, as you do house things, and uh, I was showing him the companies that we'd went to go and see and some of the promo stuff we got. And uh, he, you know, he was telling me how business was on his end, what he was selling, and things. Um, so yeah that was cool and then I went to go meet you guys and I couldn't find you and then I I was at the food court and I turned around and I saw this stall and it just had more dice mm-hmm. but the dice had little pictures and things on them and mm-hmm. I thought, oh that's for me and it's a company um, from Newcastle mm-hmm. and it's basically it's a lady and she has set up her own company she makes these games and what had happened she's created a dice game and she's not what she said was uh, you know she got fed up with all fiddly board games and you have to all sit around a table you have to get it out you know she wants to play a game there and then anywhere on the beach mm-hmm. on a train mm-hmm. and she's created these dice called Absolute Dice mm-hmm. and basically the far, she's got various uh, themes and variations on the, the original dice the original dice is a set uh, of dice, you know, D6s, normal D6s, and then you get two category dice, okay? And what you do is you roll the category dice, and the category dice will tell you that you get three turns to Mm. roll the dice and collect as many sets of odd numbers as you can. Mm. So you roll the dice and you put them all together. and what you do in that one is you score the value of the pips on the, the dime. Add them all up, and that's fine. The first person to 100, and 101 wins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you roll the, the category dice, 
then you roll your dice the number of times specified looking for the things you're told and then score up what you do then it becomes your turn mm -hmm. um, and that's it there's various other ver the versions of it there's a Halloween one instead of pips on the day you're looking for bats or cats or pumpkins. cauldrons pumpkins yeah. it was really cool and there's a kids one yeah. and, and awards feeling as well it was, and it's the same game mechanic every time it's just a different yeah, and it was really smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just a really elegant presentation, just a little comes in a dice bag. And, you know, the reasonably price, she's looking at, you know, six or seven pounds. Yeah. And. Um, but it's pocket size. Yeah, and it, but it was one of those things that in the moment I was ready to buy the whole load of them. Mm -hmm. And then you catch yourself and go, Hang on, you're ready to spend, you know, sixty or seventy pounds because mm -hmm. she's got like I'm pretty sure near enough ten lines. Yeah, uh, I'm spending seventy pounds on dice. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> she doesn't take card. <laughs> no, <laughs> which yeah, but I think that was a bigger problem in the whole of the UK actually. Yeah. Me, so, um, so, um, yeah, uh, uh, we had a really nice. Cornish pasty. We did, we did, we did. Um, we saw. Uh, does somebody want to talk through Snitch quickly, which was a, oh, another yeah. Kickstarter game that we saw? Yeah, um, it's. What would you call it? it, it it's a. Social deduction ish. No, it's not, no, no, it's I, not really social deduction. It's, it's more a. Uh, bluff. I, I, it's a bluffing game that is quite. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the notion is you're you're all criminals, um, and you're all taking jobs yeah. of varying levels of complexity, yeah. which all require different roles. So there's a muscle, there's a lock picker, there's a con artist, yeah. and a driver, um, and everyone has cards. Each of these cards, ten cards, three of which are snitches. Um, you agree a contract which has a set number of roles. Um, outcomes the different roles that are required and I'll go around the table Ben will go well uh, we need a driver for this job I have a driver card I'll play the driver card honest gov and it'll go around in that, that, that fashion mm -hmm. uh, everyone plays their card in secret and then turns if we all play the cards that are required for the role Everyone scores. That's the job. It's good. One. Yeah, it scores yeah. the amount of money equal to the number of roll cards. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But if one person plays a snitch card, uh, they get all the money for that job, and everyone else gets nothing. Yes. If two people play snitch cards, uh, oh no, I missed something. Um, the the snitch takes money from other players. Yes, yes, yes. So when he gets the money. It's not from the bank, it's from everyone else's yeah. personal stash. Yeah. Yeah. If two people snitch, uh, they take one coin from everyone else, and everyone... It's like a share, they share the, the split the winnings. Yeah. Yes, they, so they split the winnings. But they, they get less than they yeah. would have had they cooperated. But the other thing is, though, if, if someone has played the snitch, and maybe other people have played honest roles, mm. but not the right ones for the job, then the job fails. Mm -hmm. Yes, and no one and, gets anything. And nobody gets anything. Then the snitch actually loses out in that. I can't that that situation yes, never yeah. came up in our game, but I remember yeah. said the snitch actually loses out. It's like it. a card game version of the prisoner's dilemma, effectively. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you cooperate or or do you try and steal? Yeah. Yeah. And it was super quick, super simple. Yep. Battle of them. 
Yeah, um, so that is coming to Kickstarter. Slight Games. Yeah, Slight yes. Games, and it's a Kickstarter they're bringing out um, soon. Yeah. Um, I, I must say, we did see a hell of a lot of Kickstarters. It's a lot of yeah. Kickstarter. Um, it, was, it was one thing that was obvious last year as well. A lot of, there was a lot more last year of our game is on Kickstarter right now, mm. or it's going on Kickstarter next week. Yeah. People this year are more like, yeah, September, November time, it'll be on Kickstarter. I want to yeah. buy your games. Yeah. I want to buy them now. Yeah, it's... We've still got a lot to see. Um, oh, yeah. A hell of a lot. So the our, our catch-up uh, tomorrow will probably be a little bit longer. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, uh, so the last thing we did was we did a little bit of role playing. Yeah, which is probably why we didn't see enough today, because we did spend... <laughs> Good chunk of the afternoon. Yes, yeah. Uh, in a in a game of Traveller. Yeah. Yep. It's man, I love Traveller so much. <laughs> um, it's yeah. So Traveller, I want to say sixties, seventies. It was it was I, first I, set up. Well, yeah. It's basically based on like 60s, 70s sci-fi. Yeah. If you think sci-fi, think um, Stanley Kubrick's two thousand and one. Yep. Asimov yeah. Foundation. Yeah, I and mean, then think Asimov and. Yeah, you know, so the Asimov in terms of the alien races yeah. and the, the kind of dynamics and it's things like hard that. Hard sci-fi. Sp- spaceships are still held together with duct tape and yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're yeah. Sort of fixed with a wrench. Yeah. And yeah. kind of the Stanley yeah. Kubrick two thousand and one. Yeah, you know, there's, there's no shields and there's no faster than light drives. And yeah, it, it, you know, you still build stuff using elbow grease and, and a yeah. spanner that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we played a scenario which. So you guys had said you were going to play this game. Do I want to join you? And it was like, I, I tend to not get involved in art and role playing games because of the time sink element. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mainly it. But this was something that could be resolved in three hours, and it all took place basically on the bridge of a spaceship. Yes. Yeah. And that was, that was right. Okay, you've got me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so the, 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 the idea is we were um, members of the Third Imperial Navy um, during one of the frontier wars with the Jodani Consulate. Um, the Jodani have invaded Imperial space. They are the aggressors. Um, and Ben is retrieving things. Um, <laughs> we are we are behind enemy lines. Uh Secreted away in a a gas, gas giant, giant yeah. um, ready to launch sneak attacks and, and hit and run missions against yeah. larger in craft. In itself was such a cool idea. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, we're we're, it, we're it in had, this. It had a very old school submarine yeah. kind of World War. Yes. No, we're in a war submarine to it. in space. Yes. Space Inside sub- a gas giant. So, in so much so that the science that he had explained to us was this gas giant, the deeper you went into it, yeah. the biggest thing that we had, and we were like, the gravity. So, yes, the gravity, but no, it's the. There are ongoing storms. The, the storms and, and it's the sensors. pressure. Yeah, pressure. You know, yeah. We could end up, if we go too close to the center and don't move out of it quick enough, we could get squished. The yeah. hollow class. Yeah. 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 Very much like a. a so submarine. it did. Yeah, it yeah. felt like a, you know, like a, a World War Two submarine yeah. things. I didn't really I mean, think our, of that until our, you guys mentioned our it. Ship, our ship even has like a kind of submarine style serial number of SDB one one seven two, which was yeah, it's pretty good. Like it was that. also called the Don't Stop Believing. Okay, <laughs> that's where it started to fall off the rails very slightly. Yes, um, but we we all we were all playing pre-generated characters yeah. who were serving time on the ship. 
Um, kind of an oddball group. Very much an oddball group. Ben. Of which I was the leader of. Of which you, the Pied Piper, I, uh, yes, to the gates of oblivion. Pied Piper, right. What was unbeknownst to the rest of the crew was that my character was completely useless. He was accidentally reenacted, reactivated at the start of this war. Um, he was, first of all, maimed in duty, but at the same time commended for saving the lives of four naval officers. Um, this was done by tripping over a power cable, which <laughs> stopped a fusion reactor blowing up. Yep. He was then later further maimed after he got caught sleeping with somebody's wife. <laughs> a jewel. Um, and he, so he was he he was basically a weakling. He he was disabled. I think completely lost one leg. It was a yeah. Um, basically, in Travelers, the two D six system, <laughs> and when you create a character with their base stats, you will end up with average stats between kind of six and eight or nine. <laughs> My guy's strength was one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So minus forty. There was only one stat that gave me a plus to dice rolls. Yeah, which was my social, (laughs) which makes sense. Well, you're an imperial officer. Makes sense. Yeah, but 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 basically, I was I had full faith in my crewmates and their abilities. (laughs) Now, did you now when you say faith? Do you really mean faith, or I have no idea what I, I'm doing, I and I hope they know what they're doing. Faith in their skills, <laughs> right? And okay. their aptitude too. Yeah. So we had um, the other crew members as well, and it basically everyone was. It was like a, a McHale's Na- yeah. Navy. Just these people that should not be together on a ship. Yeah. Um, and then we we seen all the characters came out, and my character came out, which was she was a a female of the Aslan race. Mm-hmm. It's the, the, these lion people. Um, and you know her story is quite a tragic one. Her backstory is she was part of a, a colony that got wiped out. Um, she is fiercely um, cultural and she's determined to bring back the culture of her people that have been wiped out or her colony. Um, and then you look at her stats. So Ben, you were saying that the average is around about six and seven. My stats started at nine, <laughs> right, and they ran up. Yep. And you, so I'm looking at this cat, and I'm going, "This is too good to be true." So you read through everything, and her, you know, her stats. And she's got engineering; she's the the chief engineer. And then it gets to the point where it tells you a little bit about her. She is a degenerate gambler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the chink in the armor came in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, but she's got all these other skills. She's very sociable. Um, she can talk um, situations over. So there was a, a, a resolution that I loved the. With this being my first RPG um, experience, I lo- I, the, the games master, dungeon master, the, the DM that we had was absolutely amazing. Richard Talbert of Bits. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he started this game for us, and he started it with a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's, he's given us the, the idea that you know we're on this mission, we're hiding and things. But um, he puts in this situation where someone has been in my engineering and built this still yeah and it's not new it's been there for ages mm-hmm. and there is there's a all, stash yeah, th- yeah there is like this a, a large stash <laughs> yeah you know like, like to fill the ship and keep the ship yeah. drunk for weeks of this illicit rum and it's running through the still running 
all the way through engineering and um, he starts this comedy of errors you know that there's the person uh, they think they've caught with somebody but he's not he's snitched on it yeah. and somebody else comes up and he's the one he's clearly in on it and the situation starts to resolve and the person we had playing the security office Officer, he's getting bosun basically. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, and he's getting carried away. I will see that this is all junked into space, and this, and he's he's going to, you know, he's <laughs> going to have them caught, Marshall. He's going to have them shot into space. So my character jumps in and stops it and says, "Look, we should speak to the captain." Everyone stops and listens, and just at that, he introduces the story or, or the situation that we have to deal with, mm-hmm. and all of this stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it. The 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 game absolutely was going to be fairly combat centric because yeah. of the the setup, the nature of it, that kind of thing. But yeah. but Richard did a great job of of popping in this wee bit, this this everyday incident yeah. that would occur on a ship. Yeah, at, in a time of war. Yeah. Um, um, I never got resolved. No, I didn't. No, I, I still, I still wonder if the possibility was there that we actually just all cracked open that. Well, I start of our shift, yeah. and that was going to be like a, a penalty for the rest of the yeah, campaign. Yeah, we're just delirious. We're all just a bit tipsy. Yeah, we're just yeah, like so, lying a, a, on the bridge, foaming in the mouth. Yeah. Um, um, so I've, I've, I haven't like I said I haven't played RPGs before. Um, but I have played a lot of games that involve dice rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we all know dice are bastards. Dice are the worst. They are horrible, horrible things. And we all have shamed them. But this is the first time in my life, and probably the first and the last time, I have never seen a dice rolling like this. Yeah. This was dice rolling of unknown... Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Probability enough, bending. In, in, a, in a role-playing situation, maybe someone has a good night and they start rolling some great but the average will still come down it'll still bring it down but no we non, were all on fire non-stop infinite sixes yes yeah. I, I mean I was just good old captain with you guys yeah just do what you're doing I think I failed most of my rolls but that turned out to be in, inconsequential because senses was on the game pilot was on the game mm. engineering was on the game <laughs> and by the time it came round to you firing stuff you were just like huh yeah, you all, didn't matter what I roll. All I need to do is not roll a double one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the, the the funniest thing, and we were talking about this before, was the way that so Richard has created this absolutely fantastic experience for us. Yeah, and designed to be incredibly tense. Yes, very claustrophobic, very yeah. close. So we need to pull off a one in a million shot. We we've taken the the ship. We've blown a hole in the side of it, yeah. and you know the, the the call comes through that we need to finish the ship off, yeah. and the only way we can do it is a one in a million shot. Yeah. So we are looking for something. So I think sensor has to roll, and I'm going to help them. I'm going to augment Rate the roll power and stuff like um, that. by routing power and things like that. So. I have to roll and sensors have to roll and I think Helm had to roll yeah. piloting. Yes, yeah, piloting. Yeah. Yeah. In a position. So we all roll and we're rolling like elevens. Yeah. <laughs> On two D six. On two D six, yes. And Rich is just like, oh fuck. 
and, and, you know, so when it came time for Stephen to fire the missiles, there was there was no chance he was going to miss. Yeah. yeah. And but he can He didn't miss a beat. He no. carried on the story, and we would roll these dice and we would apologise to him, and it, it was just it ended up being very funny. Yeah. It was yeah, because it yeah. was the it was the point where he had to describe about the fact that our our four missile launchers which fired three at each so there's 12 missiles that should really have come out and aimed along the bow of this ship yeah all just kind of form upon yeah, one funnel into one point that yeah use the force um <laughs> yeah it was that you know like threading a needle yeah. and 12 needles you yeah. know 12 yeah. pieces of thread and one nuclear ne- needles yes, yes and one needle hole yeah. you know and they all went in seamlessly yeah. um. so uh, the scenario that, that was meant to be very very tense very, you know of constant feel threat kind of the group consensus it devolved into a bit of a farce which was very good fun like yes. it became a sort of bad company style like yeah yeah the, the, the luck was just unbelievable yeah. so there was another situation where we deal with that, and then there's this ship that is untraceable. Mm-hmm. It um, we cannot see it. It is rumored to be deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all things are not looking good, and yeah. um, you know, every time we scan it, it knows where we are. Yeah, um, and it jumps around. It has this ability to move around, mm-hmm. and it's got other other ships with it. But this one is, it's circling as it's doing the dance of death. It's mm. powered down. He's, te- he's telling us that, you know, when the ship does this, you know it's generally bad. Yeah. What are you going to do? You can't find it for the life of you. Like yeah. It's, yeah. And it just keeps appearing, disappearing on the senses. Yeah. And there are echoes. None of the rest of our fleet were picking it up at all. Yeah. Yeah, comms, we, we tried to alert the fleet. No one was picking up on it. And our helmsman. <laughs> yeah. Our, our helmsman says. I intently stare out of the window. So he says, right, okay, that's fine. You know, if you've got um, some sort of skill that is perception like... Perception or something. Yeah, yeah perception or, skill. Yeah. Or, and he, he lists, rhymes off these other skills. So um, a couple of other people go, oh, yeah, I've got that, I've got that. And they all proceed to roll. Double sixes. Yeah. Yeah. So he then has to, with a tra- with a straight face, to try and explain to us that this ship that is untraceable, yes, unseeable, yep. By for some other funny reason, we open the window to look at space because we've been in the gas cloud. And it's just there, and it's there. We see it floating past. <laughs> Hi. It was listen. And, and it's it, oh, was, it, was it was it five hundred meters away from us? Two hundred kilometers. Yeah, which is <laughs> but we can see it in space terms. Two hundred kilometers might as well be next door. Yeah, yeah. They're chapping the hull, saying, "Can we borrow a cup of sugar?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was. I think that just added to it the, yeah. the fact that you know we were having all the luck and the. The, no, the there, was, there was a final bit of Richard not having any luck oh. because we 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 obviously got the the jump on this ship and started opening fire on it, uh, and his great kind of counter to this was one of the Jordanis that were on board of that was going to teleport 
onto our ship. Using psionic and then, powers. Then, then there was probably going to be some sort of on-ship combat system yeah. that we wouldn't have to deal with. Um, but the, the Jodani failed his role miserably. Yeah. yeah so Rick- he, he was telling us, uh, <laughs> you can see the, the flames going into the ship, and in the meantime, while all of this is happening, and he rolls the dice, and while all this is happening, he looks at the dice, and while all this is happening, oh, fuck. <laughs> Rick- Richard said, I have a I have a house rule about double ones. Uh, if you roll a double one, you automatically fail. Oh, you don't automatically fail, but you have to roll another dice to see how badly you fail. Yeah. Richard was the only person who rolled double ones. Yeah. <laughs> so this this j- poor Jordani was telefragged. Yeah. He ended he, up mopping himself he into a chair. The ship. Yeah. He was just yeah. His bod- his torso was either side of In a chair. In two pieces. Yeah. <laughs> And that, yeah. So yeah, it was it was kind of a comedy of of errors, which is you know not something you'd expect from Traveller. Yeah. But it worked. It, it, yes. it worked really yeah. well. Yeah, and, and and a lot of that is down to the fact that Richard ran a great game. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's everything we've got to that we've kind of been up to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have we we haven't mentioned it, and we we'll probably talk about it at one point. We did on the car journey on the way down. We did play a game of Fiasco. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We attempted to record it, but uh, in my clumsiness, I pulled on the cable and the microphone shot across the car and bumped everywhere, <laughs> rendering the um, it, it it didn't it just made a noise, yeah. so the the recording was useless after yes, that yeah. point. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to try and play another game at one point. We are because there is the tart, the tartanoir, uh, tartanoir. Yeah, it's to pour a dram. Yeah, so we could maybe even try and we've got some time to kill tomorrow at UK Games Expo. We could maybe try and take that with us, and mm-hmm. uh, we could try that there, and maybe see if we could get other people involved yeah. or yeah. find a quiet spot. Yeah, um, but yeah. So um, just quickly, is there anything that everyone is looking forward to? Is there, is there anything that you kind of noticed as you were walking past that you want to get a better look at? Um, there, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of vendors that I'm going to go back to 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 rummage around to see yeah. once again what, what what they have on offer. Um, Hall two has. I'd like to t- check out playtest again this year. Um, I did it last year. It looks year. a lot smaller this year. It does. It's just at the top of the stairs there as you go in from one yeah. hall one to two. But um, you know that's always got really interesting concepts yeah. from really new and small game designers. So that, that that would be interesting to check out. Yeah. Um, we've we spoke about it already, but I'm excited to go and speak to Spider Man Spider Mind games. Yes. Spider Man. Um, about Elite Dangerous, we are going to do get my pictures of Spider PG. Tomorrow yes. night, so yeah. while Mike has not played role playing games before, we're getting him into another one. Yes. Also in space. Yeah. It's fine. Yes. Which is why you bought some dice today. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm also I'm also gonna pick up one of their mats because the battle maps. Cool. The ma- battle mats for that looked really nice. We saw them on yeah. the press event. The other two things um that I want to see tomorrow is I want to go back and see Devere, who we saw last year and we played a lot of their games, which yep. was really good. They've got a whole bunch of new ones here this year. Uh, and the other one is um, we're hopefully going to catch up with the Free League who are developing the Crusader Kings board game. Yes, tomorrow. yeah, that's right, yeah. 
And we all know how much I love Crusader Kings. You love so, a, yes. a lot. Yeah, I've, I've got high hopes for this game. Cool. I, it's going to be the most complex thing. I mean... Second only to Lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen has just whispered Lobotomy, yeah. which is a game that we reviewed on the site. I think um, I, I reviewed it I did kind of a, a review and I told Ben and I told him the score that I would give would be 3 out of 10. I think you I, acquiesced and I, you, you gave it a 5. five. I think yeah. I gave it a 5 overall. But, um, um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to... Uh, well, we went and we went to go and see a company uh, called uh, Hercules Games. Um, they reached out to us and we went and we had a quick look at one of their games. Uh, we have a prototype but we promised to go back and actually play the game with them. Yes. Um, so I'm um, looking forward to, to catching up with those guys and seeing that. Um, and then just basically having a general wander through the halls. There's a couple of things that I seen uh, two years ago at Essen that were being prototyped and developed. And it looks like the finished products are there. Um, so I'm interested in going to see some of those. Um, but I think that's it. I mean, so the, the one thing that we found last year is that on Sunday at 12 o'clock when there's maybe just a couple hours left, you're still going to be finding oh, new things yeah. that you've not oh, seen yeah. all weekend. Oh, so, yeah. you know, the, check, things... check out the write-ups for last year in yeah. terms of the the running around. Yeah, so that, I that mean, the, there's the reverse auctions that we want to go and check out. There's the bring and buys, and that's just things that, you know, we already know what's in there in terms of, you know, there's games that we've seen and know that, that even people listening to the podcast will have seen and known and it's just that picking up a bargain. So yeah. there's things like that we want to do and then there is, there's also games that are coming out and being released. Uh, FFG, so Fantasy Flight and Asmodee are also showing some games, even uh, some of them I didn't notice in like a glass cage. This is what's coming oh. and there's no physical demos of the games and no explanations. It's just, you can see, you know, it's just a good teaser. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's all the competitions as well that are going up. Yeah. Too. So that will be, um, there's the competitive play and stuff yeah. so we can wander around and see things like that. But yeah. So I think we'll just leave it at this yeah. now and say thanks very much for listening. We'll get ball, uh, we'll send this through to our audio wizards and get them to fiddle around with it, put it up. And we will hopefully do a day two roundup for you as well. Yeah. So... Cool, so thanks very much for listening. We will play some dice fishing. Absolutely. See you later. Bye. Bye.